The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Welcome back. I hope you're doing well. This is Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Theology Thursday with our friends at uh, Bob Jones Seminary and BJU, Bob Jones University as well. Okay, so your high school student, or let's say they're a middle school student or a high school student, and they tell you, hey, hey, mom, hey, dad, I really want to be in the movie industry. I want to be in the movies. I want to be involved with making movies. Uh, what's your first reaction to that? Is that, uh, no, you, I don't want you to go work <laughs> in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a really b- bad idea. It's like coming home and saying uh, to mom and dad, hey, I want to be in the video game industry. And, you, and most of us are going to be like, yeah, I don't think there's anything redeemable in the video game industry. I don't think there's anything redeemable in the film industry. Uh, but I would patently disagree with you. And so today we're going to talk about Christians in cinema and Christian movies and the good, the bad, and the ugly. And and uh, just last week I was down at uh, BJU. We did a movie night uh, with Renton Rathbun, and that's when I met one Christopher Zeidowitz, uh, who is with the cinema faculty. And you've been teaching down there for how long, Christopher? Oh, 27 years now. 27 years and yeah. has uh, multiple degrees in cinema. And so we did the movie night, uh, Show Me the Father, which is a really powerful documentary by the Kendrick brothers. And the director was there. And then we had a conversation afterward, which, which when Renton told me about it, Christopher, I was like, yeah, count me in. I love yeah. to use movies to teach. I love to use movies to kind of strengthen and exercise my own biblical worldview. But that's me. And, and everybody that watches this and listens to the show knows I'm a movie fanatic but how how did this start for you and again th- thanks for i know you just kind of got thrown under the bus here so that was probably <laughs> renton's fault so we'll talk to him later but thanks for being here but how did you where did your love for movies come from oh man uh i'm glad to be here thank you for having me You're welcome uh early on my dad had an eight millimeter camera and would take video uh, film of us and then would project it for the family and then he would rewind it at Thanksgiving, people (laughs) eating, all those things. When we went camping, he would set up a projector and uh, all the campers around would look at us and it was a pretty good adventure for us. Uh, So I just naturally love film. I remember in high school buying a video camera. This was 1986. I paid $2,800 for a video camera. No one had that. But uh, was it you know, about when the you're size young... of my desk here? <laughs> yes, very much. You know, and it was fun uh, getting the friends together, making short films. Uh, it was just a great adventure. And so when I came to college, like I have no clue what I want to do. I came as an undeclared major, but I knew they had a film program here. Mm. And I was very interested in that. Uh, the Unusual Films, which was the film department here, have been making films for about, at that time, 50 years. Really? Yeah. There's a long history of films uh, from Unusual Films in Bob Jones University. Because the, the, the BJU, and, and this might surprise a lot of people, uh, 
has, has been has made a commitment to the arts for a long time. Very like, long time. Like from I the very founding. From the very founding, which is almost 100 years ago. So so the cinema side and then one of the most impressive uh, Christian art collections uh, on the planet, but also from a uh, kind of a uh, the play side, musicals, orchestra, majoring in music. What, what, what was the origin of that? Like, why did the original Bob Jones family that started the university, why was that a big deal to them? Well, the legend is that Dr. Bob Sr. used to say he wanted the preacher boys to go in and out of a ladies' parlor with grace mm. to know how to talk <laughs> to them and to get in and out. And so Dr. Bob Jr., his son, uh, was very interested in the arts. And so under his leadership, the school started to flourish under uh, stage plays and collections of arts. And one day he just went over and uh, he had a director by the name of Catherine Stenholm. And he said to her, Kitty, next year it'll be different when you're directing films. This was 1948. And uh, they sent her out to USC to get an education and to come back and start Unusual Films. Yeah, so it's is, always been there. It's ingrained in us, the fine arts. Does does that surprise a lot of people? I think it does because, you know, uh, most people think Bob Jones is very backwoods, yeah. uh, being Southern, and we just tote, cling to our Bibles and uh, really don't know the arts. But we do. We want our students to excel in the arts because that's part of who we are and what God wants us to be. Yeah, definitely part of the Imago Dei being made in the image of yes. God. God is the creator. We are little Christ. That's what Christian right. means. And, and we're supposed to be creative as well. Uh, but, of course, a lot of people, like I started somewhat facetiously, think of film and cinema and movies and the arts. They, they immediately go to the worst of the worst in terms of what's out there in the secular world. Yeah, I, I get a lot of parents that come through and talk and they, they struggle with that, whether their child wants to be in any of the fine arts, yeah. but especially in film or something like that. They're just struggling thinking, can my child make a living and can they live a good Christian life doing those things? And the answer is yes, very much. So what uh, So, so what, what draws students that come to Bob Jones University to, to that they're going to major in cinema? Do they have a story similar to yours? I mean, I remember that with my dad in 8mm movies. And then when I was in high school, uh, I was in marching band and sports and all kinds of stuff. And the marching band needed – my dad had a background in radio and television. And they needed a parent to operate the, you know, enormous video camera to record (laughs) the concerts and stuff. My dad's like, I'll do it. And then, of course, I utilized the same camera with a bunch of buddies of mine. And we literally, for two and a half years – we called ourselves D4, Distortion 4. And we did, <laughs> that was right on the heels of MTV. And we did all yeah. these fake music videos. but And we loved it. It was so much fun. And, and plus, I was 11 when Star Wars came out. <clears throat> and so for me, that was a natural thing growing up as well. But what about the students that are coming there? Do they have a similar story to yours? Oh, very much so. They they have this talent. They put together these videos. They show them in churches. They show them at places, and people are moved by it. They're just they want to see more. And so these young people are like, "What do I do with this talent? Yeah. If God has given me this ability, we tell them this you can use to worship God with. This can be what He has created yeah. you for. Isn't that so cool? You, yes, created, and I love it. I love helping them. Yeah, created to be in the film industry which for some of you might be a a non-starter, but in that case, you'd be wrong.
This is Steve Noble with Christopher Zeidowitz from BJU talking about Christians in film. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, Theology Thursday with our friends at BJU Seminary and today, including Bob Jones University, Christopher Zeidowitz. Mr. Z is with us and he's been teaching in the cinema, on the cinema faculty down at BJU for, did you say 27 years now, Christopher? 27 years. 27, yes. Lots of generations. 27 years. So we're uh, wading into the choppy waters of Christians being involved in the film industry. And and do you, do you hear, I mean... This I think it happens with a lot of parents, and you mentioned this earlier, actually, Christopher, when you're like, okay, if you want to go into the film industry, can you actually earn a living doing that? And I think many times when our uh, kids start to express interest in this career field or that career field, as a parent, oftentimes our first response is financial. So right. if you're like, hey, I think I want to teach clarinet to fourth graders, I'm like, that's $35,000 a year, and you're not going to be able to survive on that. Yet, the Lord might have created them in such a way and gifted them in such a way that that would actually be the best use of their abilities. Uh, and so I think we have to be really careful as parents to not assume the worst. In this case, if your son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter starts talking about wanting to be in the, in the, in the world of cinema. But is cinema, Christopher, when you're teaching this down at Bob Jones University, are we only talking movies? It seems to me like cinema, video production, media is now kind of the central language all over the place. It is. And, you know, visual storytelling, we we emphasize you are a storyteller first. God begins by telling us a story of our origins all the way through the scriptures, story after story of how we relate to him and to others. And so we tell the students, uh, you're a storyteller. Media is going to change. We want you to be um, effective. We want you to be competitive in this field. And so the technology part of it is one part of it, but it's to effectively tell the story using film, media, advertising, marketing, social media, all these things. We're training generalists. We're not training just cinematographers or just an editor. We're training them all parts of it because we want them to be effective wherever God calls them. And that's the key. Where's God going to call you? There is a prepared place for a prepared person, and we want you to be prepared for that. Yeah, that's so good. And, of course, if we look at the ministry of Jesus himself, talk about a storyteller, one parable after another. Uh, and if, constantly. And constantly. And if Jesus could have run the video to go with the story, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he would have. I would have hoped Peter would have been working the video. <laughs> I got it, Lord. I got it. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's, Maybe let's... we need to let Dallas know about this. Maybe he can <laughs> Dallas, incorporate can... it so, in there. So, so you've been at this a while, Christopher, teaching down at Bob Jones University. Yeah, for twenty-seven years. So, so what's your reaction to what's happened in the world of Christian movies? Because it's pretty amazing today. It is phenomenal how much has exploded. And we take our students to different events. We want them to be exposed to all of this, to be a part of it. You know, the idea there is so many different forms of Christian filmmaking. It's a genre. And so you have all the way from the Kendrick brothers who make films, uh, the Irwins to Dallas Jenkins to all of these others. But there's still smaller companies mm -hmm. that make small films that are really pretty effective in the market and uh, in the ministry. What was your reaction to Passion of the Christ with Mel Gibson? 
You know, I saw it in a um, screening in Charlotte, um, and very powerful, very moving. And I would say, you know what? Incredible film, maybe not for everyone, Mm -hmm. but the power of the film is there. Very different from what we read in the scriptures, and it can be used in people's lives. I I have a, a slight philosophy with Christian filmmakers. I really will not bash them publicly yeah. or say anything negative because I think God could use that film in communication. Mm-hmm. And when I communicate to someone, I want to ask them, so what did you think of it? Right. And use that to, as a, a tool to help them. Now, with my students, I will talk in detail about the film because it's a learning process. Sure. Anything public can be learned from. Yeah. That, was the Passion of the Christ for people interested in making Christian movies, was that a watershed moment? Because that was an international phenomenon, about $600 million in, in, in worldwide. I mean, it was one of the biggest uh, success stories in Hollywood in the history of film. I mean, obviously, we have Avengers movies and Star Wars movies out there that that did more money, but not a whole lot more. I mean, $600 million for The Passion of the Christ was mind-boggling. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And it set that standard that other films want to come up to or want to try to achieve. Uh, This is why opening weekend, I'm all there for a Christian film usually because I want to see the audience. I want to hear the reactions. I want to hear what's going on. If they're applauding at the end of a Christian film, I know it's going to be good. I know that... (laughs) Yeah. Or if they're talking to the screen. Right. Really interesting uh, video I watched yesterday. So a buddy of mine who's on the Blaze Network uh, with yeah. Glenn Beck, Steve Dace, he had a movie just came out, Nefarious, rated yeah. R, demonic possession based on a book he wrote about eight years ago. So this movie reviewer guy on YouTube, not a believer, but pretty open-minded. He, he, you know, you could tell the whole time he's like, listen, I don't take a position on this. I don't take a position on that. And he was blown away. By the movie, and he's sitting there saying, you know, basically you got two guys in this prison in a room talking theology for the most part for an hour and 20 minutes. And he goes, I couldn't I couldn't get my mind out of it. I mean, it was so engrossing for him. But then he said, to your point, because I want to talk a little bit on the other side of the break, Christopher, about how do we use films, both both Christian and secular. He said, after the movie, I came out of the theater and these two business guys approached me. And wanted to talk to me about what I thought of the film. And they both ended up being Christians. They gave me their business card in case we wanted to talk more about it. But they were really interested to see what I thought of the film. And I thought, that that's a pretty awesome and bold thing for a Christian to do after a movie just to go talk to somebody else that was in the theater. <laughs> hey, what would you think of that? Which is what you just said. What did you think yeah. of that? Yeah, you know, there are films that I I can't get behind, something like Aronofsky's Noah. Right. But if a secular person or a colleague, someone comes up to me and says, what do I think of it? I'm going to use it as a tool to talk through the bigger ideas. And I I think that's what art can be used for. Yeah, I think when, listen, I, I think at this point, Christopher, sticking strictly to movies, to cinema, that is one of the few common languages we still have left in this country. We don't have a Judeo-Christian language. We don't even have a civic right. religion language. We barely have a civic language. But but uh, all those people that can't stand each other and d- never vote the same, they all go to the same movie. So to me, movies provide a bridge by which I can communicate with a lot of different people. 
Right. And I want to watch a film and I want to be able to, for my sake, interpret that worldview and talk through it, talk through it with my family, talk through it with my colleagues, talk through it with students, whoever wants to listen to me <laughs> and uh, use it as a tool because yeah, I, it will build bridges. Yeah. And I think that's for, you know, we're talking about using it in an outward fashion. I found for myself over all these years that uh, going to watch a movie, secular or not, for me, from a worldview perspective, it's kind of like going to the gym. My, my worldview is operational the whole time. I'm working out, so to speak. I'm, I'm identifying. I'm like, yeah, I know where that came from because mm-hmm. I know who the ultimate creator is. I know that's a lie. I know where that came from. And it forces me to engage my worldview to be able to interpret what they're trying to sell me and every movie's trying to sell you. So we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. How do we use movies? How do we use them for ourselves? How do we use them evangelistically? Christian versus secular movies. We're going to touch on all that. Christopher Zydowicz from BJU today is with us talking about Christians and cinema. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, Theology Thursday with our friends at BJU Seminary and occasionally, like today, at Bob Jones University itself, talking today to Christopher Zydowitz, uh, who's been teaching for 27 years uh, in the cinema program down there at BJU. You're like, what? A Christian university has a cinema program? Yes, it has a, a robust cinema program, all the fine arts, also unusual films at BJU. And then I just shared links this summer uh, they do these great edu camps. Okay, so they have all these great camps for. Is it predominantly Christopher? Is it high school students, middle school students? High school. We want a high school students, generally speaking. Yeah. So the camps this summer in animation, cinematic arts. Uh, really, really amazing that you guys are doing that. Well, what happens at a camp? Is it like a week long thing? Yeah, it's a week long thing. Uh, we have either students or faculty that help us to mentor the students through the process. Our digital filmmaking class, it's called digital storytelling. We'll talk about photography. We'll talk about advertising, animation. The students have a lot of individual achievement. Then for filmmaking camp, uh, cinematic arts, we do a short film based on an idea. Like Mm. they'll write the script, they'll work through it, and then they'll be mentored by one of our cinema students and learn to direct and act and all the different parts of it to see if this is what their talents are in. Yeah, that's so cool. And then tell us about Unusual Films, because I didn't even know that existed. Right. Unusual Films started right around 1950. Uh, Catherine Stenholm started a female director at this time, was just unheard of. And so she started out making Shakespeare films, uh, chosen for the Folger Library in Washington, Uh, D.C. A university made a feature-length film Mm -hmm. called Wine a Morning, based on uh, the life of Jesus and the, the... Barabbas. Um, and so she made that film. It was chosen for Cannes Film Festival wow. and just phenomenal. And through the years, we've done uh, historical films. Uh, we have about eight films that were done historically, and they were mainly for the church and the ministry. And our preacher boys and others would take them out to churches, and it would be shown all over. They weren't for theatrical uh, release. And then when DVD came about, they put them on DVD, and they're out there. Uh, Unusual Films closed a couple years ago, 
and we have beefed up our education program with the students so that the students become, you know, the effective ones out there who are making short films and then learning bigger projects. That's cool. And they're still on there. The website's still active. It's unusualfilms.com. I just pulled it up. Unusualfilms.com. And so how, how do we, you mentioned this before, Christopher, so I wanted to dive into this a little bit. Yeah. In terms of how we use cinema. So we're, we're on the same page and agree that uh, if you have a son or daughter, grandson, granddaughter, and they want to go into cinema, the media arts, man, we need Christians in there making excellent Christian content. But right. I also want Christian influence in secular content. Isn't That's legitimate too, isn't it? Oh, very much. And we tell our students, wherever God is calling you, we want you to be ready for that. You know, I have students that want to go out to California, want to go to New York, yeah. Atlanta, and work in the field, in the industry. And my advice always is let's get plugged into a church. Those are the people that are going to be your friends yeah, yeah. and those who are going to charge your batteries to go out to that ministry. You know, you're being trained as a Christian filmmaker. That does not mean that you're going into Christian films all the time. That means whatever God calls you to do, you are a Christian working in the film field. Yeah, And, and so working on a, a set, whatever set God mm -hmm. calls you to, you have a responsibility to minister to help those around you. Uh, ballpark, when somebody, when a student comes through BJU to go through the, uh, the, the cinema program there, the media arts program there, how many different jobs end up on the board in terms of what they have an option to do? Because I want people to understand kind of the breadth and the width and the depth of the opportunity here. It is a huge, huge field. Uh, we have students that are in the guild, in director's guild. We have students hmm. in cinematography, in makeup, in lighting, all across the board. Um, it is where God calls them. God has prepared them for that, and we want them to excel in that. You know, I just was uh, texting this past week with a student who's won some awards with the di director's guild, and uh, it's wow. where God has called him, and that's his ministry. It's a secular field for him, but it is his ministry. Yeah, on, in that vein, I was at uh, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. This was probably 10 years ago. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> this was back before Disney started to lose its mind. But they had all these people coming in from Disney that uh, had – some of them were born-again Christians when they got there. Others became born-again Christians once they were in there. This one guy who was in the – one of the original animators after the – I think they called them the original nine or whatever, the early animators yeah. at Disney. And they put all these people through the ringer, and this guy went through the process. He ended up being the one that uh, – he animated Ursula. He animated The Little Mermaid. I mean, mind-boggling. And yeah. so he would literally, in front of the crowd, this is a huge crowd, 3,000 people in the room. <clears throat> He's basically using an overhead projector and just starts drawing uh, <laughs> Ariel. And then, he yeah. and then he drew the scene in uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast in the original animated one where the beast turns back into the man. <clears throat> and this yeah. is yeah. after he had become a believer. And he goes, I, when I drew that, when I animated that, Essentially, that was me without Disney or anybody else knowing it, basically telling, showing everybody on the screen the transformation that had taken place in my own life. And I've never watched that movie the same since. Yeah. And, and then the it's... girl that sang Ariel's part. Oh, yeah. She all of a sudden, you're, you're talking about Ariel and he's drawing her and then you hear the ah, all that stuff. And then she's there singing live and they bring her out and she's a believer. And right. she's like, listen, I'm traveling all over the world for Disney, 
and they haven't told me I can't share my faith. And she would. And those are just great examples of, hey, man, get in there. You never know what the Lord might do with you. I think I think you're talking about Glenn Keane. Oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just phenomenal testimony, mentoring. I think oh, he's mentored a couple of our students. Wow. Just a really good guy. So exciting. So how do we use, we got a few minutes left on this segment, then we have the whole last segment. How do we use film? How should we approach it as individual Christians setting aside, hey, let's, if your son or daughter uh, wants to go down this road, let's encourage them. Let's send them to a place like BJU so they can get the skills they need and maintain a biblical worldview. But how do we use them as individual Christians? How do we use movies? Well, as anything in culture, we just need to be uh, mindful in what choices we make and what mm-hmm. we're watching. Um, I think more than ever, we can look online and find out everything there is about a film before we watch it. I know there's a lot of good sites out there. Plugged in Uh, online is one. Yeah. Movie guide, all those. We have students working there. And so to know what you're watching and why you're watching is important. Uh, Some films, as I tell my students, uh, not every Christian should feel that they are obligated to watch every film out there. Uh, you have to make wise choices because as a, a father, I want to make wise choices as a husband. So, you know, what we watch, and I think there are films that can be used to open the discussion, the lines of dialogue. Um, there are all sorts of um, study guides or devotional guides yeah. out there for everything, all the films yeah. you can think of. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with all yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, there really are some good things out there that a family could use and uh, someone can be strengthened in uh, an illustration or an idea that will really resonate. Yeah, and I think especially with, and you mentioned this before, Christopher, we're talking to Christopher Zeidowitz, who's on the faculty at Bob Jones University. Uh, the cinema faculty has been teaching there for 27 years. Uh, for our, for our, For your students down there, my high school students up here, that's a whole different generation when it comes to media. And, and that is, that's the norm for them. They live in that. They're always watching something. It's amazing how much screen time they have. Uh, and that's just normal for them, which is why I think it's so important that we kind of walk down that road with them. Oh, very much. You know, uh, sometimes we just watch films just for entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I understand that reason to unplug. But film, uh, the worldview and what it's trying to say is important. And watching a film and thinking through and discussing these things, I think a Christian has a responsibility to talk through that, to sometimes disarm the worldview of a secular Mm -hmm. film or to find what are the merits of what you're watching. Yeah, and it's also it's interesting when you you brought up the Kendricks brothers earlier, and then John and Andy Irwin, Kingdom Story Company, who are now partnered with Lionsgate, which is a huge secular uh, film company out in L.A., uh, like the Kendricks brothers have, have said for years, we make films for the church to encourage the church. The right. Irwin brothers say we're making films for the culture. But interestingly enough, they're only going to make true stories. I mean, that that so you can't argue with the true story and what happened. Uh, and then there's always an application there. Do you do you have a preference in terms of pointing students to Christian films? Well, again, it's where God calls you. We've had students work with the Kendrick brothers on films, and and it's been a great stepping stone for them. And uh, we've had students work in all different types of film. I I really think it's the individual, the student, and where they 
philosophy wise want to be uh both the kendricks and the irwin brothers have very dynamic mm-hmm. and very useful philosophies yeah uh, my, my neighbor came by saturday hold that thought hold that thought we're up against uh, okay. the break talking to christopher <laughs> zydowitz bju cinema and uh we're gonna pick it up there i love this subject we'll be right back don't go anywhere <laughs> Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, Theology Thursday with our friends at BJU Seminary, as well as Bob Jones University today, talking to Christopher Zydowitz, who has been on the faculty down there teaching in the cinema program for 27 years. Yes, Bob Jones University has a cinema program, and fine arts is all over that place. Some of the most incredible fine artwork that you'll see, I mean, in terms of... uh, Movie production, cinema, what you guys are doing now, animation and digital, all of that. Uh, Music, orchestra, I mean, plays, opera. You guys did an opera not that long ago, right? Oh, yeah. We've got all sorts of opera. That (laughs) theater is mind-boggling, the theater that you guys have on campus. That's unbelievable. Did did you get to go into the War Memorial Chapel with the Benjamin West paintings? Yes. (laughs) Oh, that is a story in itself about Benjamin West and King George, how they wow. fought culture to make that oh, chapel. See, nobody told me the story. Oh, you'll have to have All me right. back. I'll come back, and then you can take <laughs> me through there so I can get educated. Uh, yes. But we're talking about uh, film and how to use it and Christian cinema and and uh, and then secular cinema. And, and I think that on an individual level, like I – like. People say, hey, Steve, uh, no Christian should ever see an R-rated movie. Then the first thing I say to him, of course, is, did you see The Passion of the Christ? Yeah, well, that's different. Okay, I do not. I, I, I am much more careful these days to wave uh, my finger in people's face. I think that you're accountable to the Lord way more than you're accountable to me and vice versa. And I think you said this earlier, Christopher. There's things that you just should not probably expose yourself to. It's just not healthy from a spiritual perspective. Uh, right. Then depending on what you do in your life, like me, because I'm here five days a week doing radio, I'm talking to people in a lot of different locations, and I spend time, significant time every week with high school students, about 150 of them every week. Uh, to me, being involved in, in going to secular movies, which I do regularly, uh, has given me an opportunity to kind of meet them where they're at, to speak that common language. And like I mentioned earlier, I, I, for me personally, there's been great growth in my biblical worldview as I use it to basically diffuse and filter through what the screen is showing me. Because every movie is selling you something, aren't they? Exactly. They want that director has an objective. He wants you to believe what he is showing you through the image, through the music, through all of these different ideas. He wants you to believe what he's putting in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's why for me when I go in, I'm like I can do the same thing with secular music. Some people will complain that I use some secular music on on the show. I just played a song that, that was a bump in music that's secular. And now when I see good art, when I see creativity, when I see like one of my favorite bands is The Police. Okay, mind-bogglingly uh, creative and talented three-man band. They don't give in and of themselves. They, as far as I've known all these years, they, they, they do not seek to glorify God. Nothing. And anything done without faith is sin. So that's actually going to count against them. But for me, right. as a believer, I look at that and I'm like, hey, guys, uh, FYI, 
I know where your talent comes from. I know where that ability right. comes from. So I, I know the source of good creativity. I'm the same thing, do the same thing with movies. What do you guys talk about down there with your film students in terms of secular media versus Christian? Well, you know, we start out with this idea that as a Christian, you do not want to go against the Holy Spirit's promptings. Mm, that's good. And so when we're talking about a certain film or an idea, it, you should know about films like The Godfather. Uh, why it is important culture and why it stands the test of time. But we are not going to show it to the students as a general, as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think as a Christian to a Christian filmmaker to know about it is important. So we do talk about films. It's important to talk through films in their training. Um, one of the projects freshman year, uh, we watched something older, Citizen Kane mm. by Orson Welles. Yeah, you know, I'm up to my 90th time watching it, 27 <laughs> years of teaching. Rosebud. Uh, Yes. Very, oh, give it away. Why don't you? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, and then a film like Kiana Scotty. I don't know if you're familiar with I'm that. Not. Add it to your list. Mm. You need to watch it. There's another uh, one. Yeah. You know, they're, they're humanistic films. And then we have them read through Ecclesiastes and talk through, okay, how does a Christian view humanistic philosophies? Mm. How do we interact with this? What do we think through these things that are presented in front of us? And, you know, it's a really good exercise to talk through these ideas with the students, to, to apply what they're thinking and what the scriptures say about these things. How do we, we want them to be wise. How do we approach one of the challenges with, with literal Christian movies? Uh, is that in our I think one of the one of the realities that's happened to all of us in the last 15 years is we're all digital snobs by this point. Oh, definitely. Our our our, our level of acceptability for what's excellent is so high that the, the quality's got to be. So when we see some Christian movies, you're like, it's so cheesy. But right. does that mean we should throw it out? Like, how do we handle <sighs> that? Well, here's the thing. I think. Uh, and I will tell my students, you all have become so jaded about Christian <laughs> films. <laughs> yes, the term cheesy comes up all the time. But these are strong ministries. These films really do impact people's lives. They're not generally made for the 18-year-old right. uh, who knows meme culture. Uh, but you could use it to minister to someone. Uh, so much of what the Holy Spirit does in our lives is internal. He speaks to us. He, how do you show that in a film? And sometimes the the, the uh, Kendricks are criticized that it's very over the top or prosperity, but the Holy Spirit sometimes works that way. Mm -hmm. And to see those things, uh, most films, and I'm going to make a blanket statement here, most films under a certain amount of money, budget-wise, yeah. are a little cheesy. Sure. There's only <laughs> so much you can do. Yeah, but that widow's might still can be used pretty mightily. Some, and that, I want to see right. that ministry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, it can be incredible. Well, look, I mean, they didn't, uh, Chuck Conselman or Carrie Solomon and Chuck Conselman didn't spend a whole lot of money making God's Not Dead. Right. But it did. And how many six, have they made now? It did $68 million <laughs> at the box office, that one, when that came out. And, you know, the end, I mean, how obvious of an ending. The atheist professor gets hit by a car, he's dying in the rain, gives his life to Christ, and goes to heaven. I'm like, oh, come on, come on, please. Spoiler alert. Spoiler Yet alert. Again. <laughs> Here I go again. Sorry about that. Uh, but, but, but again, conversations and in, in utilizing that, and you brought that up earlier, what would you think of that? And so there's, there's that message that we can utilize, even if it's, if it's cheesy. And you mentioned that you don't, in public, you don't ever criticize Christian films. Right. Because we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot, aren't we? 
Yeah, I, I think you're hurting that person's potential ministry in someone's mm. life. For me to tear apart something like that, they might not want to see it then, or they may uh, just go into it with negative ideas, right, and that's right. not a healthy thing for that. Where would you, After all these years, Christopher, where would you like to see Christian cinema go? What's a movie that hasn't been made that you would like to see made? Kind of what's on the oh. horizon for you? Or what would you like to see? Oh, man, there are just so many incredible stories out there. I think uh, fiction in terms of the Christian principles, uh, Lord of the Rings was a good example yeah. of that. I, I'm not a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. Okay, there's spoiler alert. I'm just, Ooh, <laughs> but I think there's a lot of potential there. And uh, I think there's some powerful stories, the human experience and the gospel of Jesus Christ and what it can do in people's lives is yeah. still incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. Well, I'll, animation I'll, too. Yeah, animation super powerful, and that's becoming the norm, and that takes you into the video game world as well. One of the things that uh, one of Andy and John John Irwin's dreams is to do a Lord of the Rings sized movie, a three parter about the life of David, <laughs> which is mind boggling because there's so much there. Uh, Phenomenal. Which would be so cool. What do you think about the Chosen? Tons of people are watching it. It's, it's, it's very, very popular. Uh, we talked about it on a break, but we didn't talk about right. it on the air. I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy seeing it. I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy seeing students who have talked about it. Uh, you know, part of his philosophy, Dallas Jenkins' philosophy, was to make Jesus have a sense of humor and to show that love and compassion he has. And, and some of my favorite episodes of The Chosen, the one about the children, Jesus interacting with the children— it's not in the Bible, yeah. but it wasn't anti-biblical. It followed Jesus's character and enhanced that idea. Me as a Christian, me as someone, a follower of Christ, how I interact with children and uh, that ministry that I have. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, fir I started watching the first season, but the first couple I thought were boring. Which I know I just said the Bible is boring, right? That's, a, that's what it sounds like. Uh, and then I stopped watching it, and then— then it became FOMO, fear of missing out. So with, with right. season two, all of a sudden, everybody's blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to watch this because there's so many people talking about it. And I'm on the air five days a week, so I need to talk about it. Uh, and so I, and then I blew through the second season and loved it. And then the third season was just the third season I watched for me personally. And especially the yeah. scene with um, the guy that was lame. I can't remember the his name and he's like hey jesus you know i'm watching you heal everybody else i'm one of your fathers i love you you know that why won't you heal me which is one of the biggest questions that people have been asking for two thousand years right uh, is, right is is suffering and for me as a christian it's just it reminds me watching the chosen reminds me of how personal that quote-unquote personal relationship with jesus actually is i think that's episode two isn't it something like that i mean i, I was just yeah. weeping when I watch that. Yeah, I have uh, two special needs children that are adults now. Wow. And that just really touched me to think, you know, this is what God has given me, and this brings me yeah. joy, but pain. Yeah, but all at the same time. Joy. Yeah, truly yes. amazing. Christopher Zaitowitz, thank you so much uh, for oh, your time. You. You're welcome. It's been a great conversation. I love this topic. Bob Jones University, the cinema program, Educamps, which I put the links up there for this summer. Talking about animation, talking about cinematic art, art and design, all kinds of incredible opportunities down there. I put the links up on Facebook and Rumble. 
This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Another program powered by the Truth Network.